0: Y'all. And the only thing else I got to say is,
1: How about, How about them cowboys? cowboys? <laughs> yeah. How about them cowboys? Mm. Look like pansies last night, boy. <gasps> Oop, oh, they better take the dresses off. Oh, they're
0: wearing dresses. <laughs> Look
1: at that. They're wearing flowery dresses like Jill Biden does. Those are it's flowery Monday. dresses. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the Cowboys forgot to take their dresses off last night. That's what it looked like anyway. Morning Saturday, it's Audio 508, Ware, KTSA, Slickery. Slickery, Dickery, Dock. That's what it is outside. Right over there is the lane. There's Don. Right over there is Dennis. Dennis is in for another Don, Captain Don Morgan, who is off until the end of the month. Um, okay, so it's wet, and it's cooler, and it's going to get just a tad more cooler than it is right now as the day goes on. And then tomorrow you're gonna to wake up, and especially if you're up in the hill country, it's gonna be downright nippy tomorrow morning. So there's gonna be uh, the the changes is, is happening, and we'll you know we're gonna go back up by the end of the week. Temperatures are gonna rise again back into the 80s, uh, and we're in that transition period, you know, that we go through twice a year. We go up and down, and up and down, and up till it settles in. So that's what we're in right now. So, we got a lot of stuff to talk about this morning. Uh, 210-599-5555, if at any time you want to jump in and say something. A new CBS News poll that came out yesterday says that Republicans would likely take control of the House after November's midterm elections. And the economic questions were the ones that have foreshadowed even worse news for the Biden administration. CBS YouGov Battleground Tracker poll out this morning. Registered voters number of questions about the upcoming elections the overall state of the economy and whether or not they were satisfied with the direction of the country are you satisfied hmm? right. you, you happy with the way things are going right now uh the worst news for democrats came from the questions about the economy 65 percent of those polls said they felt like the united states economy was getting worse and that's compared to only 15 percent who believe it's getting better 63 percent said gas prices in their area are going up that's compared with only 13 percent who say gas prices are going down even though the old num nuts president yesterday said no gas price is going down gas prices going down as he's licking on an ice cream this weekend saying the, the, the economy is hotter than hell <laughs> okay uh we'll talk about that in a second Let you hear it by comparison In August, 53% said gas prices were going down, 16% said they were going up. This is completely flipped, 180 degrees. The majority of those polls said Democrats and Democrat-led policies are the problem. Nearly half of the respondents said the Democrat policies have harmed the economy. Well, that's because most of us are old enough to remember two years ago the way the economy was going and what a great state the economy was in for four years. Just over two-thirds, 68%, said that Biden uh, could be doing more to combat inflation, but he refuses to. Nearly two-thirds said President Biden Biden uh, bears a lot of the responsibility for the current state of the economy. And despite receiving another uh, spate of bad news, he did say yesterday that the economy is strong as hell. while well, he was sucking on an ice cream cone. That's right. He was eating an ice cream cone, and the economy's strong as hell, despite the fact that the inflation rate for ice cream itself is up 14% over last year. is
2: one more economic one. Are you concerned about the strength of the dollar
1: right now? I'm not concerned
0: about the strength of the dollar. I'm concerned about the rest of the world. Does that make sense?
1: Oh, does it doesn't?
0: Yes. Our economy is strong as hell. In the internals. Inflation is worldwide. It's worse off everywhere else than it is in the United States. So the problem is the lack of economic growth and sound policy in other countries not so much ours, And that's how it's worldwide inflation that's consequential.
1: Okay, so a couple of things about that. First of all, the economy is not strong as hell, Mr. President, and you know it, and you're a liar. Okay, that's the first thing. Second thing is he said, I'm not concerned about the strength of the dollar. I'm concerned about the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah. Who cares about the United States? You know, it's the rest of the world I'm I'm concerned about. He said, Does that make sense? No, it doesn't make sense at all, sir. You're suppo- you're the American president. You're the president of the United States. You're not president of the world. You know. Our economy is strong as hell. The internal I mean inflation is worldwide. It's worse off everywhere else than it is in the United States. Well, I really don't care what's going on in the rest of the world. What matters is is what's happening right here. We live here, mister President. And so, oh, but it's really bad elsewhere, so who cares? But then the final shot on all this, it's worldwide inflation that's a consequence of... And that was it. Because in the middle of a sentence, speaking to a reporter, he just wandered off. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. He just... He's talking to a reporter eating his ice cream. <laughs> in the middle of an answer, he just kind of wandered over into the corner. <laughs> yes, our economy is trying <laughs> to But you're not. Uh, one in four, speaking of the economy, in Biden's America, one in four Americans are not going to do Thanksgiving this year because of increased prices. Twenty-five percent of Americans say, no, we're not going to do Thanksgiving this year. Twenty-five percent. Now, I think Stephen Moore and E.J. Antony have done a fantastic job in the New York Post today breaking down the economic situation and where we are as a result of the Biden administration's policies. We have now had seven straight months of 8% plus inflation. That's not transitory. Remember when they said it wasn't real, there's no inflation? Oh, yes, there is inflation, but it's going to be transitory. It's only going to last a week or so. Now we're seven months into inflation. And what we're seeing right now is real take-home paychecks of workers are shrinking. The average American family has lost nearly $6,000 in purchasing power. We're also seeing, by the way, shrinkflation at the stores. You've probably seen that yourself. Since Joe Biden took office, monthly savings have collapsed. Monthly savings have fallen 83%. Why is that? Because Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. They have no money to put away. Uh, Joe Biden, uh, on purpose, increased the price of uh, gasoline and diesel, which increases the price of everything else that you buy. Everything. So your 401k plan, if you have one, is off $2.1 trillion this year alone. Total, since he got into office, it's about $10 trillion. The average 401k plan had more than $135,000 in it at the start of this year. Now, those assets are down about $35,000 or more than 25%. Most of the 150 million Americans with one form or another of retirement savings have invested the majority of those tens of thousand of dollars in stocks. And with the do- stocks being off the way they are, the Dow is off 6%, NASDAQ off 18%, S&P off uh, 6% just since the beginning of this year. And that doesn't take into account inflation. So you're adding a, about 13% and so to those uh, stock losses. And so the, the, the rate of return on bonds about 20 to 40% of retirement fund investments is way off as well. So, since the start of this year, 401k plans have suffered 2.1 trillion in losses. And in terms of purchasing power, inflation has brought the real value in 2021 dollars the average 401k down another $5,000. So, it's down to about $96,000 losing value. Basically, your your 401k is losing value while at the same time the price of everything is going up. So you're losing purchasing power and you're losing value in your 401K. Pension funds, other pension funds are also getting hammered as well. So it's not a good good time in the American economy. And the uh, forecasters uh, that look at this stuff say it's going to get rougher and rougher and rougher uh, with these policies in place. We have to have a major, major change, say, economists on both sides of the aisle. We have to have a major political change so that we have a major change in the direction of our country in order to save the economy of the United States. question is, will voters do that on November 8th? Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Look.
0: You don't have to me at
1: It's 521 now, KTSA. It's wet outside, so be careful. Okay, now we're going to talk about uh, NASCAR here in a second, Dennis. But first, Bear County Sheriff Javier Salazar, certified 49 migrants, illegal immigrants who were flown to Martha's Vineyard last month. They are victims of a crime. We don't know who committed the crime. We don't know what the crime is. Okay, but they were victims of a crime. And by calling them victims of a crime, Rachel Self, Massachusetts attorney, who is working with Javier Salazar against the American people, by the way. uh, And I'll explain that in a second. They get a U visa that's reserved for victims of crime or people who witnessed a crime. Javier Salazar needs to step down. Javier Salazar needs to step down. He is violating his oath of office. Attorneys like Self, they are seeking the visas for the illegal immigrants on the grounds that they were taken to Martha's Vineyard under false pretenses. Okay, when are you going to charge Joe Biden with us? Because the Biden administration does it every single day. They fly people right out of San Antonio, right over here, International Airport. They fly them all over the country. So when are you going to charge Biden? Of course they're not, because they're political hacks, and that includes Javier Salazar. Javier, you're a political hack. And you need to step down. Because you are violating your oath of office. You see, the illegal immigrants are called illegal immigrants because they violated our our, uh, immigration laws to get in the country in the first place. Had they not violated the immigration laws to get in the country in the first place, they wouldn't have been flown to Martha's Vineyard, now would they, Javier? So, they are not victims of a crime, they are criminals themselves. They have violated our laws. And you are making it where you're flipping it completely upside down. You're calling the criminal a victim. Step down. Step down. You're calling the criminals the victims. Okay. Dennis Foley. Yes, sir. (laughs) Mico Prade and NASCAR and KTSA. Is it okay for a baseball player to take a bat and whack the opponent upside the head? Usually, no. Yeah. Is it okay for a golfer to do that with a golf club?
2: Usually not. as Well, that's probably even more frowned upon the baseball. Uh,
1: yeah. Yes. It certainly is not okay for a race car driver running 170 miles an hour to take his race car and do that on purpose to another driver. Yeah. Which is what we saw happen yesterday in Las Vegas. Um, There are two things, as a race car driver, there are two things that we fear the most because we all have had, all race car drivers have had friends that have either been seriously injured or even died from number one, fire. Mm -hmm. We're afraid of being trapped inside of a car that's on fire. Number two, being turned where you slap the wall with the driver's side door because you've only got a few inches. And I personally have known people that were either seriously injured because their head comes over and hits the wall itself. Mm-hmm. You stretch that much or have died from that. And so yesterday during that race, um, and, and the whole thing was Bubba's fault. That was not Kyle Larson's fault. Kyle fell on his sword. But I can tell you as a driver, you watch that. And they were in the, the corner uh, three wide. Kevin Harvick backed out and uh, Kyle Larson stayed in it, Bubba ran up on the outside of him, and to keep from hitting the wall, Bubba turned left and hit the right front on, uh, on, on Larson's car. And when he did, Larson turned left and went down to what's called the apron, which is the flat part of the racetrack, and Bubba turned left and ran down there at 170 miles an hour, hit Kyle Larson in the right rear, spun him out where he hit the driver's side door against the wall again, a big fear of ours because your head can literally hit the wall, and then uh, got out of the car and went over and started shoving uh, Kyle Larson. So, so far, Bubba's completely in the wrong. And then, when it, it is a NASCAR rule that no matter the degree of the incident that you're involved in, you must get in the AMR, which is their official uh, doctors. You must get in their vehicle. It could be a truck, a van, a suburban, or the ambulance. And go to the infield hospital, regardless of how serious the accident was, regardless of whether you think you're hurt or not, you have to go through an eval. And uh, so uh, Bubba took off walking, and one of those AMR people tapped him on the back, and then got in front of him, and was pointing to, "You need to go get in a vehicle and ride to the to the infield care center." And he shoved him, shoved the uh, the uh, official away. So uh, so far, he's committed to a number of of infractions. What, pile, what What makes this even worse is you right now you have two drivers who are out because they have concussions because this car, this new car that they're racing this year, is causing drivers to be injured in their brains and brain injuries. And so you have two that are out right now. In fact, Bubba's driving one of the cars, the number 45 car. It's Kurt Busch's car. So uh, that adds insult to injury when you think about the damage he could have done. He could have killed Kyle Larson yesterday. He could have killed him. And so a couple of weeks ago when they were at Texas running about 50 miles per hour, William Byron, under caution, hit Denny Hamlin and spun him off in the grass. Well, he was fined $100,000 and lost a ton of points. Uh, just last week, Cole Custer was fined $100,000 and lost a lot of points for backing off going down the back straightaway so that his teammate, you and I, talked about that. Mm-hmm. So Bubba's in the room. Do you think they're going to do anything to him? So my –
2: I he should be suspended that's what should happen the issue is I'm not sure there's much precedent in him being suspended so it's a matter of okay you know he should, he should be suspended at least a race but there, he's probably going to get maybe a 50 point fine uh, or uh, lose 50 points I don't even know what the monetary fine would be uh, whatever the rule book says maybe it's 100000 could be higher but but this is one of those things. Even like if you compare this to like court cases, yeah. Um, like we haven't had a situation like this in a while, if at, if at all, where you have a driver intentionally, although he didn't say it was intentional, but yeah, video evidence is pretty, absolutely, pretty he clear that uh, he went down and did that and on purpose. And also one other uh, thing that happened to make things even worse was uh, when Wallace wrecked larson that collected a yeah. manufacturer teammate of right. wallace toyota who was in the playoffs took him out of the race and you know i, I can only imagine what a toyota trd meeting's going to look like right you know today tomorrow yeah absolutely um so i mean he, he should be suspended but the precedent suggests that it probably is not going to be a suspension it's probably going to be some sort of points and and monetary fine yeah um but i'd be curious you know maybe, maybe they do suspend him and we're all surprised
1: well, of course, all the Twitterverse is, is alive with this today because he he used his vehicle as a weapon. And some people are calling for criminal charges. That's not no, going to no, happen. No. That's not going to happen. No. People are calling for that. It's not going to happen. Uh, and they're also saying because of the woke culture, he is the only black driver in the series, that they're going to go light on him because NASCAR has gone woke. I don't know. We'll see what whatever light you know means to people, right? Uh, that's a real s- subjective
2: term. And that's also the challenge of the penalties is like, you know, someone someone's going to interpret it as being light. Someone's going to interpret it right. as being too. And it's like we haven't right. – there's no precedent for this no. to know. Well, there's
1: only one that I can yeah. think of in recent memory, and that was here at Texas in the truck series when Kyle Busch hit Ron Hornaday the same way except they were under caution and knocked him into the wall really hard. Could have injured – well, Hornaday was sort of injured in that in that wreck – and Joe Gibbs set him down, and you know that before NASCAR could do it. Yeah. Uh, so there's no indication that Denny Hamlin is going as his car owner is going to sit Bubba down, but he should be. And you're absolutely right. At least one race, possibly the rest of the year. This talks about uh, anger management and all that kind of stuff because he continued on. And then the interview, he was a pompous ass yeah. during the interview when he gave his side sports. of sports. Yeah yeah. 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 You're fishing. You keep fishing. You know. <laughs> now they weren't fishing. It was just asking you a question, Bubba. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, he's a bit of a smartass. Yeah. And uh, and it's really uh, amazing that nobody's put him in his place on the racetrack yet. Uh, I guess people are worried about the ramifications if they do that. And a lot of it has to do with race. Yeah. A lot of it does. And not just the car racing, yeah. but the actual skin color race. Yeah. All right. Quick break. Uh, coming right back. Trey Ware, KTSA. San
0: Antonio, and a
1: town. Boston
0: Well, I wonder how long
1: it's going to take for somebody right there at 1604 Green Mountain, right where it goes around by the mall over there, you know, and it kind of goes, makes that curve. I wonder how long it's going to take for somebody runs off. It happens every time it gets a little snotty outside. And it's snotty right now because it's not raining hard enough to wash all the oil and the dirt and everything off the road. So it's slippery. And it's going to be that way all morning. So give yourself a little extra time this morning if you uh, if you want to get to where you're going on time. Um, and it's all this rain we, we've been talking about it for over a week coming in with this front coming in from the West and out toward the Lakey area and rock Springs and all that had some pretty good showers overnight. Now, some of the heaviness of those showers are dissipating as they reach San Antonio, but the rain is not, I mean, we still have plenty of rain. But just, uh, you know, the intensity of them kind of die down as they get closer to San Antonio. Temperatures are not going to change at all today. Really, they're going to stay basically where they are. And the next couple of mornings, we could see some pretty cool temperatures around here. Actually, eh, you might, by the time we get to Wednesday morning, out in the hill country, could be dabbling in the in the 40s. For uh, overnight low or early morning low temperatures. So the Department of Homeland Security Secretary is now blaming Republicans for illegal immigration in America. <laughs> you got to love this, people. These folks, man, in this administration, um, all they got to do is lie. And there's a certain number of people who are going to believe the lie. This is Alejandro Mayorkas. He says Republicans who focus on the border and who say it's open is music to the ears of the smugglers. He says Republicans are the reason for illegal immigration happening in the country. And you know what? There's going to be a certain number of numbnuts out there that are going to actually believe that. They're going to believe that, yes, the Republicans are the ones who open the border. The Republicans are the reason this is going on, because they're calling attention to the border being open. Meanwhile, three illegal aliens, all linked to human smuggling, are charged with murdering a 28-year-old man in El Paso. The fourth is on the run down in Mexico. Three illegal aliens from Colombia have been arrested and charged with second-degree burglary as a hate crime and conspiracy after allegedly burglarizing 20 to 30 homes up in Long Island's Indian-American neighborhoods. They were caught at the border. Then, uh, Rather than be detained at the border, they were let go and sent up to New York by the Biden administration, he imported them into New York or took them, you know, from the border and took them up to New York. And uh, that's where they allegedly committed the crimes. Uh, about 20 to 30 homes were broken into. So there you go. All working well, isn't it? Going quite well. Meanwhile, uh, down in Florida, the media, meaning the Washington Post and the typical left-wing, you know, uh, hate America pro-Democrat media, Washington Post and ABC and the uh, CNN and the others, are blasting the governor down there, Ron DeSantis, because he's making it easier for people to vote. Whew. I want you to think about that, because they're the ones who scream all the time about how how hard it is to vote. And in fact, the president gave that whole Bull Connor speech, which was a whole Bull You-Know-What speech. Remember that? we got to pass this legislation because it's way too hard for people to vote in this country. And what Ron DeSantis did, he signed an emergency executive order expanding mail-in ballot access and early voting availability to the counties that were hit hard by Ian. So he made it easier for the people in those counties to cast their ballot. And the left-wing Democrat media, meaning Washington Post, I just named them all, ABC, CNN, they're losing their minds over this. Um, when it, you know if it were first of all had he not done it they would be screaming at him to do it i can't believe you're not going to expand mail-in balloting right now right had he said no we're not going to do that they would be screaming bloody murder at him for that and <laughs> if we're a if it were a democrat governor who did exactly this they would be praising him praising him but they're not going to say Anything positive about Ron DeSantis? I have numerous friends and associations over in Florida. In fact, for our 39th wedding anniversary, two of them surprised us by coming into town over the weekend to spend the anniversary weekend with us. And they were affected by the hurricane. John Hayward, who you hear on this show every Wednesday morning at 635, was basically all but wiped out by the hurricane because it hit him right where he lives. And to a person that all of the people that I've spoken with praise and sing the praises of Governor Ron DeSantis and what a phenomenal job he did in Florida. What an outstanding job he has done, not only with all the policies he's put in place, but in particular with handling this hurricane. That... The power got back on in a hurry. The bridges were restored in a hurry. The cleanup efforts happened in a hurry. But it couldn't have been handled any better by anybody. And they were just at this past weekend, our very dear friends were singing the praises of him. And they went on and they went on and they went on about what a great job he did with this. But the Democrats are not going to be happy with anything he does, even when he does something that they would normally approve of, expanding the people to be able to do, you know, vote by mail, and early voting, which is something that the Democrats say they are for, but they're not as long as he's doing it. If he's doing it, uh, it's a horrible thing, which is what they said this weekend. All right, quick break. Back uh, back in just a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Mike. Put a smile on my face every time,
0: because I love a rainy night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love a rainy night. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love
1: well, I love a rainy night. I said, mm, oh, yeah, I do. In fact, what y'all do this morning is just roll back over and send a note to the boss, send an email, just say, you're calling in well. <laughs> I won't be in this morning. I'm calling in well. <laughs> wash on my i wake up to a sunny It is wet outside, and that is that cold front that is coming through the area this morning. Hey, listen, uh, just a quick reminder. We'd love to have you say the Pledge of Allegiance on the show here. We do it twice. Uh, during my show, uh, once at 5:50, you just heard it. Another time at 6:50, love to have you do that. We got a couple of ways that you can do it. You can call right now at two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five and talk to Don, and he'll record you saying the Pledge of Allegiance. Or option numero dos, you can say it into your smartphone and send it to me. Just email it to me, Trey T R E Y at K T S A dot com.
0: When do I get to uh, go into our archives and get out the "Baby It's
3: Cold Outside" song? <laughs> Is it time for that yet?
1: <laughs> Come on, uh, no. come on. It's a little early for that, oh, Don. come on. It's a little early. And also, that song is not politically correct anymore because it's a song about rape. Oh. That's what they oh. say. Oh. Well, you know, physical assault because it was keeping her in the house or whatever, <laughs> uh, which I never bought off on. It's, anyway. So it's not cold enough yet? No. No. No, you're stretching it come just a bit. On. I know I know uh, what you're trying got, to do. You want to make it colder by doing that. Standing by. Right, I got it right now. Oh, standing by. God, okay. Here goes. It no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm going to hold off. You know what? I tell you what. Uh if you come back tomorrow and or Wednesday, it's going to be chilly enough in the morning. No, Okay. Tomorrow and Wednesday morning where you can actually play that. You that sweatshirt you're wearing right now, <laughs> you're going to need it tomorrow and Wednesday morning. We're talking about like Wednesday morning in the 40s in town and you subtract 8 to 10 up in the hill country in the morning now that's only the mornings as we're waiting about this time uh about 43 on wednesday morning somewhere around in that area so you take 8 to 10 off that up in the hill country you're gonna be down in the upper 30s probably something like that or right at 40 so anyway democrats were gaining on the republicans as the parties are fighting for control of the House. But a recent poll from CBS News is showing that the Republicans' House lead has stabilized at 224 seats for the Democrats' uh, 211. It's according to CBS News' YouGov polling analysis. The reason, according to CBS, the crumbling economy in Joe Biden's America. Well, but he says, he says it's, what did he say, hotter than hell or something? It's as strong as hell as he was sucking an ice cream cone that is 14% more expensive. Let's listen to him say that, Don. Let's go ahead and roll. Some more
2: economic. What are you concerned about the strength of the
0: dollar right now? I'm not concerned about the strength of the dollar. Oh, no. Not concerned? I'm concerned about the rest of the world. concerned about the world. Does that make sense? Can you explain that? Yes. Our economy is strong as hell. Strong as hell. In the mm-hmm. Inflation is worldwide. Mm-hmm. It's worse off everywhere else than it is in the United States. Yeah. So the problem is the lack of economic growth and sound policy in other countries, not so much. And that's how it's worldwide inflation.
1: Mm. That ice cream cone he's sucking on when he was talking about that it was uh, is fourteen percent more expensive than it was this time uh, last year. As a matter of fact, but what was really weird is that there at the end he said, "So the problem is a lack of economic growth and sound policy in other countries, not so much ours. It's worldwide inflation. That's a consequence of." And that was the end, and he just walked off. Now. Elaine was asking me earlier because she and Ralph drove through uh, Wincrest and saw a bunch of Beto signs and I I have received some emails from some of you talking about the Beto signs that you're seeing around and stuff like that and a lot of concern and then you look at the Oz and Fetterman race up in uh, Pennsylvania and that it it's this close where a guy really cannot even think, in fact, he can't interpret a sentence that somebody is speaking to him. He has to have that sentence and more than likely the answer typed out on a screen, a closed captioning screen in front of him uh, before he can answer. So, and, and that race, according to the polling, is real tight. And, uh, and, and of course, you see all the Beto signs and Windcrest and different places around San Antonio. and Certainly all over Austin you see a bunch of, bunch of Beto signs. So what is going on here? Is it, you know, that the Republicans are not as strong going into the midterms as everybody's talked about? You know, people are saying that the Democrats really, they they, they have a handle on this. The, uh, Fox News said that uh, the American people prefer the Democrats to handle the economy 44 to 41 percent. It was something Shannon Bream told Steve Scalise over the weekend that... Democrats have preferred to handle the economy 44 to 41 percent. What do you think is going on here? Why do you think that is showing up in the polling that way? I have my own uh, belief about it, and I've shared that with you, in that Republicans are not participating in the polls. The polling system in America is broken. It's busted. Uh, They're using an old, outdated, outmoded way. They call people. And when you look down and you see the, you know, uh, caller ID and you don't know who it is, uh, most people are not going to answer that, particularly Republicans right now, because they have been told that if you identify yourself, you are identified, if you identify yourself as a Republican, you are identified as a threat to this country. And we had one kid killed for that, actually murdered for that. And uh, other attacks have taken place. So that's kind of my guess at this point as to what's going on. But we'll see. Maybe not. How about a little SRV as we head to the news this morning? Ware, KTSA. serious guys so you 30 don't keep that in mind. <laughs> dude is a total creeper good morning <laughs> it's a 607 at KTSA <laughs> no no that's another one of those creepy Joe Biden videos from over the weekend where this teenage girl you know how he responds usually he sniffs the hair not kidding not a joke (laughs) for real (laughs) not a joke
0: no No serious guys till you're 30
1: no serious guys. guys till you're 30 and the teenage girls were like what and so don said it just a minute ago off the air he said he gets he he gets you know he's excused from this you know from sniffing hair and you know pulling them close to him where they're really uncomfortable trying to get away and then with this one, he, man, he saw her and he went straight at her. Here we go. I mean, beeline. Here I go. Hey. And grabs her shoulders and, and bends over right in her face. Hey, no serious relationship. What? What? No serious relationship to you. 30. Uh, okay. <laughs> now, would you please get your hands off my shoulders? And you're right, Don. He's a, He gets an excuse, number one, because he's 79, about to be 80, and number two, because he's the president of the United States. Just have some 45-year-old dude who's a cubicle worker try that. Walk up to you know somebody who is not a relative who is a 12 or 13, 14-year-old girl and put your arms on her and uh, and hands on her, shoulders, and then pull her to you and say, no serious relationships to you, daddy, okay? And then turn around and sniff her hair. Try that and see how long you last. About long enough for Daddy to recognize what you're doing.
3: See what we've got to look forward to when we turn 80. Oh,
1: yeah, right. Right. Now, it totally, man, it does it. it, it that, he's so That cute. creeps me out. <laughs> right. Well, that's right. He he gets a pass. He totally gets a pass on stuff like that, and the hair sniffing and all that, but I'm telling you, it's too much of a creeper for me. Way too much of a creeper. All right. So another quick thing here before we dive into nuclear war, <laughs> welcome to Monday in America. Uh, Tennessee beat Alabama over the weekend in what is going to go down as one of the greatest college football games in the history of college football. Uh, I'm not saying it is the greatest. I'm saying it will go down as one of the greatest. What a game that was! We were watching it uh, in the living room the other night, and, and you know it's it, it was amazing to watch because Tennessee came out of a bow 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 on Alabama. And that's what you have to do. And, in fact, Mike McCarthy said that about the Cowboys and their loss to Philadelphia last night. They got behind early, and there's just no way to catch up. And the same was true with Alabama, except I kept saying you have to play all four quarters with Alabama. And uh, sure enough, In the third and fourth quarter, Alabama came back, and they were, you know, score, and then Tennessee would score. It's one of those things that went back and forth. And then they had the ball with two minutes and 36 seconds left. They worked it down the field, got it into field goal range, and they were just killing the time. And with 20 seconds left, they go to something like that, you know, around 20 seconds, they go to kick the field goal, and Alabama's kicker missed what should have been a chip shot for him. Wow, the pressure, right? So then... That was on fourth down. Tennessee, and I'm, I'm one of those guys that if you're going to try to kick it, you try to kick it on third down like that. That way you got another down. But anyway, Tennessee gets the ball back and two passes, and they're in field goal range with two seconds left. Actually, the clock expired when the guy caught the second pass. However, they were already calling timeout with two seconds left. And so they gave them the two seconds back on the clock, which they should have, and Tennessee kicked it, and they won the game. It was an incredible game. All right, U.S. Air Force B-52 Stratofortress bombers are going to lead fighter jets across Europe's skies today in nuclear exercises. We've been hearing a lot about this, haven't we? In fact, talking about old Creepy Joe, he's been talking about this, and Armageddon's coming, Armageddon's coming. It's like he's happy about it, you know. Hey, Armageddon's coming. And he's, like, thrilled. And I'm not thrilled with that uh, With that thought. Uh, there are lots of reports out that Russia has increased the number of bombers, the number of nuclear bombers on the border with Norway. So these jets that we're going to fly now, B-52 Stratoforce bombers, will be escorted by other warplanes, along with refueling aircraft and spy planes. <laughs> There's nothing like trying to tick off a guy you're at war with as you continue to talk about nuclear war, and now you're going to fly, fly nuclear-armed jets and spy planes near him. If that's not a clear indication that he's trying to you know, goad... Uh, putin into using nukes i have no idea what would be it, maybe you do maybe you're going to explain it to me uh clearly that's what he's been doing he's been you know amping up the rhetoric It's armageddon time and now you know let's fly these bombers over here you know armed with nukes and spy planes and let's really tick off vladimir putin and then over the weekend on bill Maher's show a guy by the name of Neil deGrasse Tyson, a Harvard-trained science and science communicator who is friends with Joe Biden, says you don't need to worry about nuclear war because even nuclear war breaking out, it wouldn't be the same as Hiroshima or Nagasaki because the nukes today, you know, they're just not the same as, as those w- were back then. So what you really have to worry about now according to this guy, quote, is being vaporized, and after that, if you're not vaporized, blown to bits by the shockwave. That's a way bigger problem that you're going to have rather than suffering from nuclear effects. (laughs) What are these guys trying to do? Seriously, why are they amping it up, and why are they continuing to talk like this, and are they trying to goad um, uh, uh, Vladimir Putin into using nukes. It looks that way to me. All 599 would 210 We'll take a quick break, and we'll come back and take your calls here on the other side. Uh, I want to tell you about my friends over at the Tank Depot. The Tank Depot has the tanks for you, the tanks, the water tanks that will, you know, afford you the opportunity to hang on to water, to ration your own water, and to always have your own water supply. No matter what happens, no matter what happens with weather, if we had a bad weather uh, situation like a couple of winters ago and we had all that snow on the ground, a lot of the water companies could not get water out to their folks, uh, or, or something even worse, something else goes down. You want to have your own water supply. Now, if you're in the ag business and you've got a farm or a ranch and you've got to keep your animals watered and you've got to keep your crops watered, this is perfect for you. And the tank depot has gigantic tanks for those purposes. But they also have the smaller tanks for those who are in the city limits. And you want to either rain harvest or you want to store water so you'll always have a water supply. You're thinking about putting back some food. You're thinking about an electrical generator. We'll make sure in all of that, too, You get a Tank Depot tank for your home so that you'll always have your own water supply. The Tank Depot is right here in San Antonio. They're in Dripping Springs and in Buda. And, by the way, they're looking for business partners as well, retail locations to carry their tanks. If you're interested in that, get in touch with them and tell them Trey said hi. The Tank Depot, 210-648-3866. All right, it's wet outside. It's going to be that way all morning. Breezy periods of rain and a thunderstorm around 66. So you're basically at the high. Pretty chilly tonight or, you know, tomorrow morning at this time. Tomorrow, partly sunny and beautiful in 69. And on Wednesday, pleasant, plenty of sunshine 72. Right now, 66 at KTSA. Good. Here we go.
0: Lord Almighty, feel my temperature rising. The
1: king on a Monday to get your week started.
0: Higher, higher, it's burning through to my soul.
1: Got some burning love. His last number one record, 1972. 210 599 And Carlos, you're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Monday, man.
0: Happy Monday. I
3: have a question. Uh, if I hired you or asked you to commit a crime, we both would be charged with that crime. I wish a reporter would ask Durham why he's not charging Hillary or Comey or any other Democrats for the crimes that he's showing that they committed.
1: That's right. 100% Correct that they, they should be in jail, uh, all of them that were involved. You talk about Crossfire Hurricane, the lying to the FISA courts and all this stuff, right? And 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 offering to pay Christopher Steele a million dollars for that fake dossier, right? He's not going to do it. Yeah, no. I mean,
3: he, Now that he's, he's presenting the evidence, but who cares about a Russian that he asked? How about the American politicians and Democrat leaders that asked him to commit those crimes? Right. He's not going to do it, which... To me, a joke and very, very disappointing.
1: It is very disappointing, Carlos, and I, I do appreciate your call. Uh, yes, absolutely. And here's one of the reasons for that, Carlos. It's the whole swamp thing, and they're all swamp creatures that uh, Donald Trump used to talk about. I, I went back over the weekend. This is how, you know, the fun I have on my weekends. But I went back over the weekend and started to look at Donald Trump's inauguration speech. And that one moment in that speech where he talked about how we're not just – uh transferring power today from one president to another and from one party to another he said we are transferring power out of washington dc into your hands we're giving the power back to you and i remember the camera cutting to barack obama for just a minute that and watched him kind of bristle and and george w bush all those guys that represent the power elite inside the Beltway in Washington D.C. They kind of they kind of winced when he said that we're taking the power. He said, you know, for far too long. I'm I'm paraphrasing here, but for far too long, the power has been in the hands of those uh, few, you know, elites inside of Washington D.C. And it's time to return that power back to you. It was at that moment that the decision was made to absolutely wreck and destroy Donald Trump at all cost whatever it takes we need to destroy this man and they're continuing to do so to the point where you know you've got this J6 committee right and they are trying to recreate his state of mind the week leading up to and they announced this the week leading up to January 6th what was his state of mind they're going to tell us you know the the J6 committee which is how do they know what his state of mind was? They're they're going to be making crap up. But the point is they really don't care. And it doesn't matter if you're talking about Republicans like the Bushes because they're part of it as well. They're part of that elite in Washington, D.C. Daddy Bush goes back to the CIA days a long time ago, 60s and 70s, right? And so they're all part of that cabal inside of Washington, D.C. And when uh, Donald Trump said, we're going to put the power back into your hands, which is what he started to do and how so let's not do a long you know history course here but our founding fathers knew that your personal property whether it was your cow your cash uh your your horse uh your your dirt that you lived on or whatever your personal property was your power that's what our founding fathers knew and in dc they figured if they separated you from that from your you know property through high taxation, confiscatory taxes, etc., then you wouldn't be as powerful. Then they actually would control you, which is what the powerful elite in Washington, D.C. are all about, is controlling you. And in order to do that, they've got to take your money and your assets away from you, and they do it. There is no need for our federal government to be this big and spending this amount of money. It's not necessary but they do it on purpose and they do it so that you are weaker you're in a weaker position because you have less power because you have less assets that's the bottom line and along comes Donald Trump and what does he do well the first thing he does is he says drill baby drill he uncaps and uncorks all the wells across the country and he says let's go get more oil what does that do well it creates a lot of independence in the United States of America now the washington elites like joe biden and the others barack obama they can't have that they can't have you being independent they have to have you dependent on washington and so if if gas prices are low then the price at everything else from groceries to the next trip you're going to take and everything in between is also less expensive which what leaves you with more of your assets You have more cash at the end of the day if they're not bleeding you dry through high inflation and high taxes. That's it. And so now uh, the American people are in a much, much weaker position. We're back to the late 1970s and how weak individuals in America were because of high taxation and high inflation, robbing you of your money, the money that you earn, that you're staring at red brake lights at, right now, in the rain, to go earn. But they take most of that money. They're taking it through confiscatory taxes and through high prices on everything out there. And it's all by design. That's it, to take the power away from you. And the day that uh, Donald Trump said we're returning the power back to the American people and he actually did things to make it happen. He sealed up the border so your wages went up, you know, Uh, cut the cost of of living in America, cut inflation to 1.4% instead of 9 or 10% where it is now. Uh, and that really put the power back into the hands of the American people. And here we are, cut crime, so you know you were safe on your streets, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Meanwhile, the Biden administration over the weekend, they extended the COVID uh, public health emergency until January 11th of 2023. Again, separating you from more of your money. How so? Well, they're going you know, to spend billions and billions and billions and billions between now and January 11th uh in covid relief for what why well because it's still out there no sir no ma'am we can go back to joe biden at the car show talking to san antonio's scott pelly on 60 minutes when he said the pandemic is over meanwhile anthony facie says that school closures led to deleterious uh, collateral consequences but he had nothing to do with it Now, here was a guy that was so power-hungry that he would tell people, you know, publicly, tell us publicly what he wanted us to do, and then behind the scenes, according to people inside the administration, behind the scenes, he was laughing about it, that he could, you know, say anything to us, and we would respond and go do it. But here he is over the weekend on ABC's show with Jonathan Carl. I had nothing to do with those school closures. The hell you didn't. The hell you didn't. I had nothing to do with the people wearing masks. Hell, you didn't. Of course, you did. And so, Jonathan Carl, who's trying to rehabilitate his reputation, trying to rehabilitate Fauci's reputation. So, what's the biggest misconception about you? <laughs> well, that's a that's a hard-hitting question, there, John. Well, that I was misleading people. That's the biggest misconception. No, you were misleading people. <laughs> you were actually one hundred percent misleading people and he went on to say check this out he said it's completely crazy that i was political fauci did he said "It's completely crazy that i was political and then jonathan carl asked him well what about the mass thing you know you said there's absolutely no reason for people to be wearing a mask what about that and he said sure if i had to do it over again of course i would have analyzed that a bit better jonathan carl was it a mistake in so many states and so many localities to see schools closed as long as they were i think i don't want to use the word mistake john if i do I think it's taken out of context the question you're asking no neither one of those answers are political are they and he's mad because people say that he's a political creature fauci you're a political creature and pretty much a slime ball too i got to tell you our friends over at uh, Lifestyles Unlimited. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate mentor group that is going to teach you how to invest in real estate and make money for yourself and your family for the long haul. And I do mean for the long haul. When you're investing in real estate, you don't have to worry about what's going on with the stock market and all the money that's being lost in the stock market every day because you're investing in something that people always have to have, and that's a place to live. And at Lifestyles Unlimited, they've been at this now for more than 30 years. Dell Walmsley and David Fisher and that whole team over there have been doing this forever. So they know what works and they know what doesn't work. They can help you avoid a lot of the mistakes that people made when they strike out this on their own and start making money with your investments in real estate. How to invest successfully in both single-family and multifamily properties. So here's where you go. Go to FinancialFreedomLivestream.com, FinancialFreedomLivestream.com, and use my name, Where, W-A-R-E, as your promo code. And that's where you're going to get the Financial Freedom membership for about half price. It's amazing what they're doing. So I want you to check it out, FinancialFreedomLivestream.com, promo code Where, W-A-R-E. It's just really weird. The time that we're living in right now, it's just really strange, isn't it? Good morning, it says 636, Trey Ware, KTSA, 210 So, first of all, Joe Biden's president. <laughs> and I need not say anything beyond that. Joe Biden's president. You know the deal. Not a joke. Yeah, but what did you say? E- Economy is uh, uh, strong as hell. as He sucks on a ice cream cone that was 14 more 14 uh, percent more expensive this year uh, over last year The economy strong as hell you know and people's savings going away and a 401k is being totally totally drained right now and it's just economy it kind of strong so you got that <clears throat> then you got alejandro Mayorkas saying it's republicans fault that the border is open and all these people are coming into the country it's their fault because Republicans are talking about an open border. And, and that's when the smugglers say, oh, let's send a bunch of people up there because Rep- Republicans say the border's open. <laughs> okay. And people are buying that crap. Uh, Beto is running again for a political office instead of having been dispatched a long time ago. This, I'm talking about the strange times that we're living in. And then Barack Obama. Barack Obama over the weekend started trashing the cancel culture. This is so rich. He started trashing identity politics. You know, He says that identity politics becomes the principal lens through which we view our various political challenges as a bad thing. This is a guy that helped invent identity politics when he was president. Man, they will say or do anything to hang on to power. In fact, he did say that over the weekend, too. He talked about how important these various uh, races are And he's going to go out, and he's going to get on the campaign trail because none of the Democrats want Joe Biden to show up, so they're going back to Barack, and they're going to have Barack run around the country because these seats wield a lot of power, he says, and that power matters. That's all that matters to Democrats is the power that they wield and they can control your life with. Okay, so let me talk about Christians who are caught praying, reciting scripture, Or crossing themselves near an abortion center, could be sentenced to up to six months in jail in the United Kingdom. Boy, this is a news story that came out just last night. A revamped crackdown rules aimed at curbing protests against abortion at abortion clinics in the UK. Under current legislation, it's an offense, with a C by the way, to audibly pray within so-called safe zones established around abortion centers that's what they call them there and those who recite scripture genuflect sprinkle holy water on the ground or cross themselves if they perceive or service users is passing by that's liable for fines under the existing regime into the safe zone and up to six months in jail isn't it great to live in a country like the u.s. where we have religious freedom oh wait a minute Uh, Joe Biden has been sending the FBI to the homes of people that have done exactly this. So before you, as Barack Obama said, before you get on your high horse, before you get on your high horse and say, man, look what they're doing in the UK. People who pray in front of, or sing in front of abortion centers, as they call them, they face six months in jail. Well, in the past month, The Biden administration has been sending the FBI to the homes of people doing the exact same thing, praying and singing at abortion clinics, and they face 11 years in prison in America. That's fact. You can look it up yourself. So while we criticize other countries and say, wow, look how what they're doing to Christians over there, no religious freedom, we don't have it here either. And instead of six months and turning yourself in like the UK, the FBI bangs on your front door and scares snot out of your children. That's what's happening in our own country. And facing 11 years for what? For praying and singing in front of abortion clinics. That's happening in your country. Also happening in your country, at the Bright Horizon Children's Center in Studio City in California, a Christian child care teacher there, who refused to read LGBTQA plus whatever books to the kids in the school because she is a devout Christian, she was fired. Now, the story is, uh, you know, interesting and nuanced because she had gone to the head of the school and asked for a religious exemption. She didn't want to read these books to these very small children at the Bright Horizons Children's Center in Studio City because – She is a devout Christian, so she didn't want to read them because they promote the gay, lesbian, transgender, binary, non-binary, whatever lifestyle. And she didn't want to promote that to the little children in the school. So she said, may I have a religious exemption? And the head of the school said, no, you may not. And And then the head of the school comes back to her and pushes the issue and says, you will now make sure you are reading those books to these kiddos. She said, no, I can't do that. And so they fired her. Now, she has since, last week I think it was, or the week before, she filed a lawsuit against this school and plans on pushing the the issue. But here's my question. She said that uh, as a devout Christian, this would violate my religious beliefs and constitute promotion of intimate relationships and choices that are contrary to the teachings of my faith. That's reasonable. That is certainly reasonable to say, I'd like to opt out. She didn't say the books couldn't be read in the school. She didn't jump up and down and say, these books should not be read in the school. But she didn't do that. She said, I don't want to have to read the books. And the head of the school said, you will read these books. And you will not get a religious exemption. You will read these books. Pretty interesting. I wonder if they would force Muslim teachers to eat pork. Nope. I'm not being crass or rude. I'm actually making a point. You know they would not. Because why? Well, let me read this lady's uh, words. It would violate her religious beliefs and constitute promotion of intimate relationships and choices that are contrary to the teachings of her faith. Just like forcing a Muslim to eat pork there at the school would violate his or her religious beliefs contrary to the teachings of his or her muslim faith but they would never dream of doing that but a christian can be walked all over just as they are right now by the biden administration the fbi rounding them up for praying and singing in front of abortion clinics and also in this case as well it's very hypocritical it's uh, it is a, a push against christians And it's happening right here where we're supposed to have the First Amendment right of religious freedom in this country. But it's been robbed of people, particularly of Christians, more so than any other faith, right here in our country. All right, 644 KTSA, I want to tell you about my friends over at Shirts Funeral Home. Uh, When you're looking for a funeral home to help plan a funeral, uh, you will do no better than than Shirts Funeral Home. The folks at Schertz Funeral Home are dedicated to making sure that the entire process is as easy as it can be for you, that you understand everything that is going on, and that your loved one is well-respected and your family's traditions are well-respected as well. They do that every day at Shirts Funeral Home because they are a family-run operation there. They'll take the care and the time that is necessary, whatever that is, to make sure that the funeral is planned exactly how you want it done and then carried out exactly how you want it done. And they'll do all the work. They do all the, the heavy lifting there so that you can spend time with your family doing the things that you need to do during that very difficult and trying time. And Church Funeral Home is, you know, known all over the state as being an outstanding organization to do this. I've, I've utilized their services on a number of occasions and they're wonderful to work with. And by the way, it's a good idea to talk about pre-planning and pre-need with Church Funeral Home as well. At 210-658-9224.
3: The Dow and the Nasdaq down.
1: Retail stocks have fallen. Broadly lower today. We got a market adjustment. It's money the hard way. And that's
3: the
0: bottom line. It's the money.
1: This year alone, airline fares are up forty-three percent. Obviously, because it takes jet fuel. Utility and gas is up over thirty-three percent. Eggs are up over thirty percent. Ninety-seven percent the past two years. Gasoline is up nineteen percent. Chicken is up eighteen percent. Coffee's up 16 percent. Milk is up 16 percent. Bread is up 15 percent. Furniture up 10 percent. Vegetables up 10 percent. But Joe Biden, while sucking on an ice cream cone over the weekend, said the economy is strong as hell, and I'm more concerned about what's going on in other countries. Really, even though that ice cream cone cost him fort well cost you and me 14 percent more than it did this time last year. A new CBS News poll saying that everybody in America just about is upset and worried about the economy. The majority of those polls say that Democrats and Democrat-led policies part of the problem that led to the economy and the way it is right now, and they're very, very concerned about what's happening, to the point where 25% of Americans say they are going to skip Thanksgiving this year. 25%. A quarter of Americans are not going to have Thanksgiving this year. Now, Stephen Moore and E.J. Antoni, a couple of great economists, broke it down today in the New York Post. The average American is losing $34,000 and everything else on Biden's watch, talking about how inflation has eaten uh, into the stock market now and into their 401ks. And they broke it down and explained it very clearly with $2.1 trillion in losses in the stock market in 401ks this year alone. A total of somewhere between eight and ten trillion dollars in the past two years. So if you had one hundred and thirty five thousand dollars in your four hundred one K, which is the average then, it's now down to one hundred one, or about a twenty five percent loss under Joe Biden. His policies are working against Americans. Carl Eggers is now joining me, creating dot com as he does every Monday at this time. So the economy says the President is as strong as hell, although the prices for everything is up carl
3: well, we got that the c p i report last week on Thursday, and um it wasn't good, and it continues to show that inflation is still you know fast and and growing and it's accelerating and so the uh the Federal reserve's gonna gonna keep at it um you know for those listening, you're talking about four one ks This year is is actually worse than 2008 for most people, and it's the second worst year since 1937 for the combination of stocks and bonds. See, in, in 2008, the stock market was going down, but there was plenty of areas in the bond market that were holding up okay. And so if people had a 401k that had some of each, which most people have some combination, they were being insulated a little bit by the bond market. That's not the case this year. And so when you combine 60% stocks, 40% bonds, that, that combination is what a lot of people have in their 401ks through mutual funds, through stocks and bonds, whatever the case, but that combination of stocks and bonds is down worse than 08 this year. And the second worst since 1937. And so the good news is that it's highly unusual to have that bad of a year, but the bad news is there's a reason why it's down that much. And You know, like we said, uh, the inflation report was worse than expected. I will will tell you this. The market at some point is going to turn, and it's going to turn before the news gets better. I don't know when that will be, but you'll start to see it go up at some point. You'll say, I don't understand why it's doing this, even though the news is still bad. Uh, A a good example was Thursday. The Dow Jones was down 600 at one point and finished up over 800 by the end of the day. For, for no reason.
1: Because um, <laughs> it's, so, it's on drugs. It's on drugs. It's up and down. It's well, all of it. It's, it is just so emotional right now. It doesn't know no, what it no, wants no. to be, right?
3: And yeah. so, no, It is emotional. I mean, we have to remember, I mean, the, the stock market, the bond market, It's yes, it's controlled by emotional humans. It's also uh-huh. controlled by algorithms. It's, uh-huh. it's people that are betting against the market. At right. some point, those people betting against the market have to close out their profits and how they do that as they buy. So it was probably technical in nature, but the point is, is that the stock and bond market feel much worse this year than they've seen most people in their lifetimes and it is well because of because of how bad the bond market is, along with stocks.
1: Real quick, before we got to jump off, this piece by yeah. Stephen Moore and E.J. Anthony in the New York Post today is phenomenal. They talk about how, in terms of purchasing power, inflation has brought the real value in 2021 $20, dollars of the average 401k down another 5,000 from 101 to 96,000. And the problem is you're losing value there while the costs are going up at the same time. And the other issue they bring up in this piece is how other Uh, traditional pension funds, and you mentioned uh, 2008 a second ago, other uh, pension funds are getting flattened by inflation as well and losses that they're suffering on the the stock market. And some of those funds, you know, for government employees and all that, uh, they may come with their hat in hand and ask for a bailout. Remember 2008 and the bailout of the banks. Well, now these pension funds are going to be looking for bailouts soon is what these guys are saying.
3: Well, look at the look at the UK and the, the issues over there with pension funds, the issues with we're hearing about credit Suisse which people, people are worried about being the next Lehman brothers. You know, so there's reverberations over there that obviously could affect us over here. And one thing you didn't mention is interest rates are so high right now right. that not only are the costs going up and their four one K's going down, but the cost of, to borrow money for business owners, all right. of that is is easily double what it was for right. most people and if home values start to go down that's where people feel it they feel it in in their home values
1: well so, and the cost you know, of watching that as well the cost of the country borrowing money as well on 31 trillion dollars in debt because the interest payments have gone up on that as to as well all right carl thank you very much let's get out of here where and in coming up next right here on ktsa